Testing, testing. <laughs> What's up, guys? I'm Jermaine, and this is It's Not That Deep, where we'll cover a variety of topics on our generation and kind of the things that we're dealing with, like mental health, lifestyle, music, relationships and love, family, friendships, careers, childhood trauma, etc., etc. Think of it like we're chilling in the living room with our favorite drink. Just talking about a random topic for the week or of the week or just whatever's on our mind. That's my favorite way to bond with people. So that's kind of the feel and the vibe of this podcast that I'm going for. So we're going to start the inaugural season off. Um, now, full disclaimer. Now, full disclaimer. I do not consider myself to be a therapist or a counselor of any sorts. I have zero educational training on mental health you know, disorders or, you know, any type of things to do with that. I have no clinical training. The only qualifications I truly have for this position um, is I have read a ton of self-help books. I've been in therapy since I was 17 years old. I have read a ton of self-help books and I have a shitload of childhood trauma. So I'm going to use that and we're going to talk and hopefully we all get somewhere with this at the end. So these are lessons I learned. So you don't have to. So, I don't think we talk about this enough, but has anyone ever realized that life doesn't get easier? Like it, it, this shit doesn't like, it doesn't get easier. Life doesn't ever smooth out and you don't ever just get the coast. If you're coasting, then <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but life really doesn't get easier. And the problems that we had back when we were like kids, like adults always made them seem like they were just the, like the most childish and minute things and that they didn't really mean anything, but they were like big and important to us at the time. Like, you know, when I didn't get picked to be line leader in second grade, like I still remember when Russell got picked to be line leader over me just because I couldn't stop talking in class. Like whose problem was that? Like, I just wanted to express myself and have a voice in this world. And they just wanted to shut me up and put me second in line. Um, and that was truly my villain origin story, but we won't get into that just yet, but life doesn't get easier. Our problems just change as we grow older. When I was, you know, in second grade, my problem was getting picked as a line leader or being picked as a, um, student of the week is what, you know, was the big deal and the big thing and the big problem when I was growing up. And then when I got to be a teenager, my big problem was dealing with dying parents and entering the workforce and taking care of myself and dealing with just, you know, family issues and finally dealing with childhood trauma. And like, it seemed like it was the end of the world and that I would never figure it out. And then I did. And now I'm like in my mid twenties and I'm trying to figure out like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Like, where's my career going? Where do I want to go? Where do I want to live? Who do I, like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I just don't know. Like I'm really entering that quarter life crisis and I don't know. So we're all trying to figure it out. So right now, like that's what the big deal is, but life doesn't really get easier. Like things just change and the problems that you have will just change, you know, as you grow older. And I think that was a tough lesson that I had to learn just going through life because it always seemed like things would never get better or things would never like the bad times would never end, but those bad times do end. And then you go on to face more bad times in the future, but you face those different bad times with a new set of skills and knowledge on how to deal with them and how to get through them. Um, we're all just trying to figure it out. And I think that that's one of the realizations that I'm just starting to learn right now because I put a lot of pressure on myself because to do anything and to be great 
whatever version of great is in your head, but you have to put pressure, you put pressure on yourself to achieve those type of things. And it doesn't really do that much for you, but it's the human condition and figuring out that life really doesn't get easier. We just get better at figuring it out is something that, you know, we always have to, that we need to remind ourselves sometimes almost that, you know, what's that one saying? I hate it because it's cliche, but this too shall pass. Like, it fucking will like this yeah like what you're going through right now will change you'll figure it out you'll get through it and you'll move on to other things like i found that as i'm growing older the best things that i can do for myself is show compassion for myself and let myself know that it's okay that what i'm going through may suck and life may suck right now but life won't suck forever in this way and that has helped me calm down some of that like crippling anxiety that I've been feeling like recently like of the pressure of having all of my shit figured out and another lesson that goes along with that is you can't run from it but don't let it run you so one thing I had to learn the hard way with grief loss pain is that you cannot run from or suppress those emotions or any emotion at that point I didn't understand this because as a child, you know, I was taught to not show my emotions. When my mother was sick, I was like sad. Like I was really sad. I wanted to cry 24 seven watching someone I love so much and so much pain for so long. It really triggered and created hopefully not lifelong issues. My mom had got some unfortunate news and she was crying, which made me cry. And my aunt pulled me out into the hallway of the hospital room. And she told me not to show emotions in front of my mother because it would make her feel worse. And then I've always been a big person to be influenced by people who I find to be influential, if that makes sense. So if you say something to me and it resonates with me, then I, I, I will take that and I'll use it and I'll put it kind of in a, I'll follow the way in kind of like a Rolodex in my mind and I'll use those type of lessons that I learn. But when she told me that from that day, I kind of developed a set of closed off emotions that little did I know at the time would cripple me so much it would cripple so many healthy lasting relationships and opportunities for me growing up i was an emotional kid i mean <laughs> those who know me kind of would say <laughs> you're kind of emotional adult but we're not here to talk about that right now but growing up i was a really emotional kid i saw the good in everything and i saw the good in everyone i felt with my whole heart and i think that that drove me to be an empathic person today but I really shut off those emotions that I that I felt inside. I didn't allow myself to feel. I didn't allow myself to hurt. I didn't allow myself to cry. Like, I cannot remember the last time I cried. Probably, yeah. But it's been a very long time since I even shed a tear. Instead, I held it all in. Anyways, after years of therapy, I've learned that it's okay and actually more healthy to let yourself feel emotion. How can you know how to appreciate joy if you never feel pain? Feel it, but with intelligence, you know? Like you gotta be, you gotta have some emotional intelligence behind your feelings. Otherwise you'll just allow every emotion to just come and cripple you and ruin you, which I've been through that myself in the past and kind of took me looking into the mirror and recognizing that sometimes I'm the problem, it's me. And seeing that, it helped me grow because I didn't want to continue to be that. I wanted to change. I wanted to grow. I wanted to evolve as a person. I didn't want those things to hold me back forever. 
You know, so it, it, it shapes you, but you can't run from it. You can't run from emotion. You can't run from feeling. You can't run from your past. You can't run from what you've been through. You can't run from what you've gone through. You can't run from the relationships that you've been in. You can't run from the trauma that happened to you in the past. You can't run from it because if you run from it, then you'll just become someone that you don't even know, but you can't let it control you. You have to be able to feel it. You have to be able to process it and you have to let yourself heal. And with that being said, you got to have the right people in your circle around you as you're going through those type of things. Like you have to eliminate negative people. Like life is too short to allow people to make you feel like you're not worthy. And especially when you're young, you know, teenage years and 20s, like you let the influence of people really control and dictate how you think, how you act, how you perform, what you do, the decisions that you make, who you think you'll become, but you can't let negativity rule you. It stops you from being able to heal from the things that are breaking you because you'll always just have that doomsday mindset. You'll always just be hopeless if you let those negative people stay in your life. And that was the hard lesson that I've had to learn because, you know, I invest a lot into people. I invest a lot into friendships. I invest a lot into relationships because I consider myself to be someone in this world who is alone. And that's the sad thing to say. But, you know, being 25 years old and not having parents, you know, with you along the way to kind of have that support system and no one can support you like a parent. I'm sorry, but that's just the way I see it. Their support, when they support you the right way, that support just feels like nothing else in the world. So being stripped of that at such an early age, just really developed this sense of I need to build a good support system around me that can be there you know, not only when I need them, but even when I don't sometimes just to share success with and, and, and celebrate with. But growing up and going through my 20s, I've realized that not everyone has your best interest at heart. But that's okay because you're supposed to come across those people. Because if you don't come across those people that show you what bad intentions are, then you'll never know what truly authentic people are and what, what it looks like to be truly supported and what that should be. But you cannot hold on to those negative people who, and it doesn't even have to be negativity towards you because I know how to put up a good set of boundaries. Like you're not going to bring that shit around me. If I'm trying to get my life in order and I'm trying to chase after goals and dreams and you want to talk down on my dreams or my goals or you don't, you don't show support or whatever it is, then I'll just drop you and you'll just never hear from me again. Cause there's a lot of people that I know or that I used to know that can go straight to hell, to be honest. But in a good way. <laughs> but although I'm good at cutting people off, like it doesn't mean that it's always easy, you know, or that you always want to do it. You know, although like I'm good at cutting people off, it doesn't mean that it's always easy or that it comes up in the amount of time that it should, if that makes sense. Like I've had friendships that died years before they were actually ended. But you kind of get comfortable having that person around you know, relationships, you get comfortable having that person around or you get used to, you know, what you get out of them. So it, it makes it harder to let those people go. And as you are trying to go through your journey, you start to realize you start to get discipline for yourself, you know, and as you continue to build boundaries for yourself, then you start to diminish the amount of time it takes for you to realize that someone isn't good for you. And that's a true skill 
and a true lesson that I had to learn hard. You cannot ignore red flags. And <laughs> I know how easy it is for all of us. I'm a fool of it myself. Like sometimes those red flags <laughs> be looking like strawberries. Like some of them are like crimson red, but you cannot ignore red flags. And I think that's one lesson that I've had to learn the hard way throughout my, and this is just like the last few years, like in my twenties, like I've, <laughs> I had, and at this point in this day and age of my life, you're not going to come into my life with negativity. You're not going to come into my life and not have goals. You're not going to come into my life and not have ambition. You're not going to come into my life and not have drive. But it took me going through some very key specific life experiences to get that. And if there was one lesson that I wish I would have known before I learned it, it is to not hesitate with cutting negativity out of your life. It is poison for you. It's no good for you. It serves you no purpose. It does not make sense to have it in your life because in order to manifest good things to happen to you, in order to make it through whatever you're going through, you have got to have genuine people who truly have your best interest at heart. And if you look at your contacts, if you look at your messages, if you look at your social media, if you look at the people sitting next to you and you don't see that, change it. You got to change it. This is your message. You have got to change the people around you. So, the concept of time has never really done me any well in this world. Like, I'm late to everything. I'm fucking late to everything. And people fucking know that at this point. Like, I used to try to hide it. Like, I used to try to, oh, my bad. You know, and I used to be, you know, but it's a fucking, it's a, I'm late. And it's not out of disrespect of you, you know, because I was thinking that it was like, oh, if you're late, you're disrespectful. You have no respect for people. I do. Like, if I show up and you're gone, I, I fully understand and I fully take accountability that I'm fucked up and I'm just late to everything. So I don't expect you to wait for me. But the older you get, life goes by so fast. Like, these are not the same days. This is not the same 24 hours that we had when we were five. When you were waiting for, like, you know, that, like, it's the last month of school. You're, you're just ready to be over with it. Like you're ready to do final exams. You're just ready to be out for the summer. Just go play in the sun and swim and just do all the fun things that you want to do over the summer. But like time is just ticking so slow. Those are not the same days that we're having right now. This is crazy. Like the, the how fast time moves. Like how in the fuck did I get 25? Like where in the fuck did that come from? Like I don't feel 25. Like I remember looking at 25 year olds when I was like 18 and 19. Like damn, I'm gonna have it all together when I turn 25. Like I'm just gonna be in this. I'm gonna be doing this. I'm gonna be doing that. I'm gonna be here and I'm gonna go there and I'm gonna be with this and I'm gonna do that. Fucking lies. All lies. Just all lies. All lies. Time moves so fast. And what I've learned with that is you cannot waste a single second of any day you have got to chase after anything that you want because if you don't chase after it the time will just continue to tick and i think that's why time starts to move faster as we get older because our dreams and our goals get a little bit bigger we have a lot more you know goals that aren't set in stone yet like we knew that school ended you know may 21st like those are things that were set in stone that we just had to work towards but we knew that there was a deadline for it. 
nowadays with your goals, the only deadline that you have is the one that you set for yourself. And if you don't meet that deadline, then you have no one to answer to besides yourself. That makes time go by quicker because a lot of your goals and a lot of your dreams and a lot of the ambitions that you have are not surrounded around what you're currently doing. And that's something that needs to be talked about too. But time moves so fast and you cannot waste it. You cannot waste it because none of us truly know how much time we have left on this earth. And the older you grow, the more people who you've known or who are around you start to pass away. And it just all becomes realistic. And then it just, you can let it. And I let this for a while create like this anxiety inside of me where, you know, I just got so worried about the end and, you know, what was going to happen and how much time did I have left and just different things like that. And you probably think I'm just crazy because I'm only 25, but you know, I have friends who, you know, passed away when we were teenagers for different reasons. And I have, you know, I'm like, I'm looking around the world right now and the world's completely at chaos. Like we, like we just went through the biggest pandemic of my life. You know, I've never gone through a fucking pandemic before. And just the, the amount, the amount of people who have passed away and just different things that are going on around the world. It just really teaches you to respect time a little bit more and to know that it helps me understand that time keeps ticking. Whether you are chasing your dreams or whether you're sitting on the couch making excuses for yourself, time will continue to go. You have to show some respect for time. You have to understand. You have got to start working on the life that you want. You have got to start working on what's going to make you feel proud of yourself. Because if you don't, you'll just get to the end and you'll have regrets. And for me, that is my one big wish at the end of whatever life I have, no matter how long that is, I don't have a single regret at the end. I just don't want to look back and say, I wish I would have. That's it. That's my one. That's my one at the end ultimate wish. So essentially what I'm trying to say is be respectful of time. That's one lesson that I'm learning now in my mid twenties that I didn't know before, but I wish I had have, because if I respected time, like I should have, then a lot of the dreams and goals I set for myself that I didn't make or I did not achieve would have happened. 90% of the time that I did not reach a goal or achieve something that I wanted to achieve or do something that I wanted to do or go someplace I wanted to go was because I didn't have any respect for time. And I thought I could wait till the last minute to do everything. And that just isn't the case. It is if you want it to be, but you don't really live a happy life not understanding the concept of time and that you won't have forever. It's not to a point to where you want to rush too much through things and you don't want to enjoy life, but just have that respect when you make plans and you, you, you commit to something, get it done, get it done. Bear with me. Cause this is something that is hard for me to talk about this. Like I don't want to talk about this, but we're going to talk about one more thing before we end this episode of this podcast. And it's something that is a work in progress for me to say the least. I am working towards this. I'm not yet there. I am not yet confident in it, but I'm learning. I'm learning through therapy. I'm learning through advice. I'm learning through self-help books. I'm learning through Ted talks. I'm learning through life experience that it's okay to ask for help. All right, all right, all right. I don't, I don't know, I don't know. So it is. So, so that's something that I, 
I agree with, and it's a lesson that I've learned, but I don't know. I don't know. My hyper-independence always comes out when it's time to ask for help, and I'm like, before I ask you for any fucking thing, how can I figure this shit out on my own? But I think that's necessary as well, because that that's survival skills, that's resilience, and that's perseverance right there, where before you reach your hand out and you ask for help, you try to figure that shit out on your own first. You try to figure out how can I use my own resources? How can I get myself through this? How can I be there for myself first? How can I be self-reliant, if you will, before I ask? But one thing I struggle with that's a lesson that I'm learning still that I hope you never have to learn is understanding when it's time to reach out for help or learning how to accept that help without feeling bad about yourself or without feeling negative towards yourself for needing help. We all need help in this world. And I'm a very given person. I'm the first person to step up to help someone. Um, I'll talk about that later in another episode of the podcast. But, you know, I help people to uh, an extent to where it cripples my own self and my own my own path sometimes. But I'm always the first person to step up to help people. But I'm the last person to accept help to me. And it's really a disease, <laughs> if you will, because it cripples me in so many ways, because you know, not just being a man, but being a black man and being hyper independent and just taking care of myself for such a, from such an early age and, you know, being dependent on to to be a provider and to and to do things that, you know, people wouldn't do until they were well older than I was at the time. And just growing up so early just taught me to be so independent in life. And it also taught me to ruin a lot of good things by not accepting the help that was offered to me. Um, when it was offered and, you know, you feel like a burden when you ask people for help, you feel like, you know, oh, I want to ask them because they just told me that, you know, they're, they're struggling with this as well, or they're struggling with something else. Or I found that that ruins relationships just as much as you asking them, you know, People who are genuine towards you want to help you. They want to be there for you when you need them. And when you don't allow them to, then it drives a wedge between you because people need that sense of, you know, like they not necessarily belonging, but people need that sense of, um, you know, I'm there for people in my circle. Like it's not. A, a, just a give, 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 or take, take, take. Like it's, 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 it's mutual. So when you have genuine relationships with genuine people, when you're always the one helping them and they never get a chance to help you, or they never get a chance to be there for you, they'll start to notice it. They'll start to pick up on those things and then they'll stop reaching out to you for help. They'll stop asking you for things or they'll stop looking for you, looking at you for for guidance or, or, or for advice because you never call out to them. And then they take offense to it because, you know, you have to look in, you have to look at it from their shoes. And then and it took for someone close to me that kind of had this conversation with me for me to start to even open myself up to change or to even understand what was going on, because the way it was explained to me is, you know, Jermaine, you know, you're always there for people, but you never reach out to me. You know, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know 
you know, where, where your pain points are. You're so hyper independent, but it makes me feel sad because, you know, you know so much about me. You know, you've helped me through so much and I haven't had the opportunity to do anything for you because you don't let anyone. And at first I was like, well, isn't that a great situation? Like, isn't that great? Like, you know, I can be there for you. I can help you out, but you don't have to do anything for me because I'll figure everything out on my own, even when I can't. But then, you know, I put myself, I looked introspectively and then I put myself in their shoes and I thought to myself, I said, so Jermaine, this person is always there for you, but you don't know anything about them. You don't know anything that they're going through or you can't give them any type of advice. So they just look at you as a pet passion project like you just you know you're broken to them so they just give you advice and they try to fix you and then they move on with their life and 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 that's it so you're nothing to them besides just you know someone who's broken or someone who needs advice or someone who they can reach out to like it's not a it's not a mutual relationship and doing that inner dialogue with myself and kind of talking through that with myself it kind of all made sense to me in order to have a true relationship and a true bond with someone there has to be a 50 50 Like there has to be some sort of 50, 50, like you water me, I water you. If you like, it has to be that way in order for things to work. And again, (laughs) I learned that lesson by losing close relationships with people who were close to me because of my own hyper independence. And, and I'm still working on it and I'm still learning through it. Unfortunately, you know, not everybody understands that. And not everyone will understand that. And that's okay. You know, it's okay for people to move on because, you know, you're hyper independent and that you can't, you know, let others in or you can't, you know, and I like to think that I'm doing the work, you know, I'm in, I'm in therapy and I'm working through some things and I'm trying to become more open and different things like that. So those who truly see my work will stick around and those who don't won't. And that's perfectly fine as well. But I've learned, and this may sound crazy, but there's a difference between being hyper-independent and just being self-reliant. When you're self-reliant, you have confidence in yourself that you can figure out anything. When you're hyper-independent, you give yourself no other choice. And when you can't, that's it. You just go crawl into a corner. You just go crawl into a corner and you just sulk and you just pout and you just say, you know, everything's fucked and the world is out to get you. Essentially, being self-reliant is when you know you have that confidence in yourself that, look, I'm going to work through this and I'm going to try to figure this out. But being confident enough to know that asking for help does not make you weak. Like no matter how much toxic masculinity you might have in you, no matter what the world may teach you as a man, as a black man or whoever you are, you know, you know, as a single mother, as a single father, as you know, whoever you are in this world, no matter what the world may teach you about being always independent and never asking for help. Like, you know, no matter what the world teaches you, it's okay because being self-reliant and asking for help does not diminish who you are on the inside. And that's something that I need to hear for myself. Being self-reliant and knowing when to ask for help does not make you weak. That just makes you emotionally intelligent. That makes you, that is confidence right there. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm confident in my abilities. I know what I'm capable of. I know that I, I know what I can do. I know my worth. I just need help with this. 
that's a lesson that I'm trying that I've learned, but I'm still learning and I'm still learning how to work through those things. Um, because hyper independence is definitely something that no matter how much therapy I've gone through, no matter how many people I've lost, no matter what, you know, what lessons or, or harsh realities it has showed me, I have not truly given up on it 100% yet, but I know that I'm aware of it. I know that I'm working on it and I know that it's not that deep and this too shall pass. And we'll, we'll talk about more of like these type of things and, the next episode, but I just really wanted to touch on those few topics that, you know, are really burning in my mind right now because I'm going through this, like this, this sort of transformative phase where my mind is starting to shift and I'm starting to try to diminish a lot of the bad habits that I've had in the past. And like that have, that aren't working for me because I'm coming to a realization that, you know, if what I'm doing for an extended period of time isn't working, then it must, something's wrong somewhere. These are kind of things that are burning in my mind right now that I've been thinking about on a daily basis that I've been using to help me make intelligent, emotionally intelligent decisions and kind of guide my way through some of the things that I'm going through. Um, and I think that we all can learn from and I think that we've all been through these situations in some way, shape or form. We might not know it at the time when we're going through them, but looking back or looking introspectively, um, we can all benefit from 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 these things. And that's kind of what I want to talk about with you guys on this very first episode of the podcast. So I want to thank you all for listening. I want to thank you all for the overwhelming amount of support that I've gotten just since I've announced the podcast. And I want to hear stories from you and kind of how you relate to anything that I've talked about, because a lot of these things are not independent issues or independent thoughts or independent lessons. Like we've all been through a lot of the things that I'm talking about. So again, my name is Jermaine and this is It's Not That Deep. And I will talk to you guys in the next one.